Hi, welcome to Clitterly Speaking, the podcast. I'm Michelle Doherty. And I'm Emily Lane. We are BFFs dedicated to bringing you conversations between girlfriends over a bottle of wine. Oh, I am so excited about the wine part. Oh, me too. So pull up a chair, grab your glass, and let's get talking. Hey, hey, Emily, how are you today? Hey, 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 Michelle. I'm I'm doing quite well. You Good. know, every time we get a chance to record, I'm always like, here we are, getting back to our roots, having some wine, great conversation with girlfriends. It's just wonderful. Yeah, yeah and it's nice to have you back with us. Yes. I know you've been out busy doing things and holding down the fort here, but it's yeah. nice that we can have this time and, and, and chit-chat and, you know, keep our audiences excited excited and engaged yeah in fact i had a friend just reach out yesterday like when are you recording again so i'm i'm glad that our our community is still um eager for new conversations we've got another great one lined up today yeah it's gonna but be tell fun me how you are i'm good yeah i just finished up the working as an usher for this season you know so um i'm pleased about that i really i really enjoyed it i saw a lot of people i knew as they came through you know collecting tickets and so it was nice and working with the younger students, um, the college students as well was a lot of fun. And that also a cool thing that's happening, I was selected to be part of the Listen to Your Mother cast, the that's ninth right. annual Listen to Your Mother storytelling cast. So that's going to be on Saturday, May 7th and I'm really hopeful we'll have this episode out before then. <laughs> You're going to have a nice cheerleading crowd um, out there for you. I, so. I hope so. Yeah, it's it's good. And they have a great lineup of women, a lot of great stories. Um, it's going to be a good, a good day. And the so. curator of the show is a woman we've we've met and had conversations with. Exactly. That is Laura Ray. We had yeah. her on right before the pandemic started. Right. So oh my um, gosh. nice to be able to reconnect with her again. Yeah. Um, yeah. Doing improv, things like that. Work is fine. Everything just moving along. I am very, very excited that my son is going to be home for for the summer. He, he will have finished his first year of college and oh only three left. Oh, that went so fast. Very fast. Super yeah. fast. Super fast. Oh, my gosh. You guys probably recognize we have a familiar yeah. voice with us today. Speaking of reconnections. Yes. We had Dr. Donna Marche White, one of our favorites, favorites one of our <laughs> continuing guests our, what, right. over many seasons. Yes. From the first season on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. So we're so glad you could join us today. So glad to be back. I so needed this. <laughs> it's just been a little crazy. And it's just nice to kind of like, you know, get off the carousel of life. Mm-hmm. Sit down and have a glass of wine with some good friends. Absolutely. Absolutely. Actually, all... I think this is like going to be a glasses of wine. Well, night. sure. <laughs> we came prepared. We have two bottles currently I'm here on the table. for it. Yeah. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Um, well, I know before we get into our topic du jour called Pillow Talk, mm-hmm. uh, I know Emily and I and Donna were talking before. This is the first time we've recorded since the, um, the war in Ukraine started. And... We just wanted to make a statement that this completely and totally fucking sucks and it should never be going on at all. And um, our love and our prayers and our hope that it ends sooner mm-hmm. rather than later and with no more unnecessary innocent deaths. Right. Yeah, we have quite a Ukraine population here in St. Louis, which has been, um, as this has unfolded, 
um, you know, it, it seemed a lot more personal, you know, because we have so many friends that still have family there, you know, and, um, just the other day I attended a fundraiser that was hosted by a phenomenal chef in town. He's Ukrainian. Her family is there. She's Uh just an hour away from Kiev still. And, um, it was a, you know, come drink wine, eat amazing food and proceeds will go to support relief for Ukrainian families to show I mean, the, 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 the event, the sheer number of people that wow. showed up to the event, yeah. it was from 3 o'clock to 9 o'clock, wall-to-wall packed. Wow. Which just shows you how much people, you know, are on the, the side of caring for the you know, Ukrainian families. Um, Would you share with the organization? We'll put that in, if you remember yeah, it. We'll maybe, put that we'll in our sure show notes. And, 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 and the host, so it was, you know, Loressa, this, uh, a friend of ours, and, and, her, and she's the chef, and uh, the host of the event was Vino Gallery. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we've, we've had wonderful <laughs> um, events of our own there. A uh, great supporter of the podcast. But, um, yes, we'll make sure to share Because I think sometimes people are just looking for how they can help. Absolutely. They show their support, you know, and then there's like all these crazy, sometimes fake charities out there. And so, you know, Mm -hmm. trying to do your due diligence and, you know, if you haven't been able to contribute yet and you want to send some dollars, this is an organization that will have the show notes that we know is is vetted and and for real. Yeah, absolutely. You know, just the stories every day, you know, friends of of families of, of people who are you know making it making it here and just you know the the, the the those that get rejected for no reason and those that get accepted and it's just you know what's what who gets lucky and who doesn't and the heartbreak when they're rejected and just you know it's 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 trying for sure it's mm-hmm. it's a tragedy of immense proportions and um we're not going to make this into a mm-hmm. political podcast but we definitely wanted to let let our listeners know that we recognize that there's not you know there's not beautiful sunshine and rainbows happening all across the world um and we also want to try to bring a little bit of levity and a little bit of laughter to our listeners um, during this time. You know, sometimes in the trying times of the world, art is what saves people. Mm-hmm. And we make art on this podcast. Oh, you guys are self expression. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, our, our art is uh, audio, but. Well, humor um, is an art. Yes. As you know. Yes. You're in so mm-hmm. we, um, we just wanted to make sure that our, our audience was aware that we understand and, and we just want to yes. bring you a little bit of fun today and in the midst of. And speaking of an art, let's talk about it. Pillow Talk is an art. When is done art. right, it is appreciated by some audiences. When done wrong, it's not appreciated, it's appreciated by, by no one. <laughs> it's, and it's all up for individual interpretation. From Wikipedia, the definition of what is considered pillow talk is the relaxed, intimate conversation that often occurs between two sexual partners, sometimes after sexual activity, usually accompanied by cuddling, caresses, kissing, and other physical intimacy. That's what Wikipedia so says is pillow Relaxed, talk. I think, is kind of this strange expression there, because I'm thinking, like, you know, in active pillow talk, 
during sex. So maybe there's, maybe you have, you have a foreplay pillow talk, <laughs> you have active pillow talk, and then you have post-orgasm oh, yeah. pillow talk. It's an arc. Yes. I was going to ask you, like, so do you have pillow talk if you're having a one-night stand? Oh. Or is well, this pillow talk in for a relationship? Well, I guess it Right? Sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm a talker, so apparently I will have pillow talk <laughs> on a one night stand and in a relationship because and I'm solo. a talker. That's the best pillow talk. <laughs> You're so beautiful. I know. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> you read my mind. I so wanted you to do that. <laughs> As our lights flash just then. No. All right. Yeah. No, so we came up with this idea to talk about Pillow Talk for a number of reasons. But one is I had come across this thing on... um, I think on Twitter or TikTok or something where somebody had actually gone out and asked for people to comment on good or bad experiences with Pillow Talk. Mm. And some of the comments that people put um, responded with just had me laughing and had me thinking, oh, I know we have stories stories to tell yeah. and stories to share and of course we'll share some of these uh, these comments from the TikTok as well cuz uh, um, just cuz you guys got to hear this stuff as comments. well yeah yes yeah. So, uh, let's start with your question, Donna, because you said, do you pillow talk with one night stand? Right. And what what has been your experience there? Well, I mean, I think it depends on if you're talking about the active pillow talk again. Mm. And then you said the post-orgasmic pillow talk, which is a different kind of pillow talk. So, I would imagine that you're if you're in a committed relationship, it would be a different type of pillow talk. Mm-hmm. Is all I'm saying. But the more fun pillow talk seems to be sort of raunchy things that people say in a moment of sex or whatever. <laughs> so, like, that's the more... I mean, pillow talk, you know, yes. They said it would have controlled... In the Wikipedia of it, it's yeah. a controlled, it cuddly, you know, and, and how they described it to me was definitely post-orgasmic okay. pillow talk is how Wikipedia described it. And so maybe what what it is more of, you know, do you talk during sex? So sexy things said in bed. Yeah. Or even, like you were saying, there's an arc, right, during foreplay. Like, right. you know, sometimes it's, you know, it's telling someone that you think they're beautiful or having a philosophical conversation that that gets people turned on. But is pillow talk, talk? does it have to be dirty talk? I don't know. You know? I mean, I'm not saying I'm against any of it. (laughs) But is dirty talk like the sex part of it and then pillow talk is like afterwards or are we counting that like all together? I would let's just count it all together. Because if it's you know if you're in bed, then it would be pillow talk, right? Sure. We're yeah. so not like in the back of a car somewhere. Or well, that would <laughs> be seat talk. I mean, technically, we're just talking about talk around during. Yes. After. Exactly. So exactly. Location doesn't matter, right? Right. Yeah. And then you know. so because my story is that I'm really I feel like it's kind of contrived to be oh. talking during sex and like it's mm. sort of a turn off to me to be all. You know, in an attempt to sound like a porno. Right. You know, like it's, it's sort of like, it's sort of, I don't know, it's kind of fake and like it's not hot to me. It's to, disruptive. You know, it can be disruptive. Some of that stuff like, you know, who's your daddy and all that kind of like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't, like it's, that's not, like it's not good for me. But then there are some things can, that can be sort of erotic and nice as well. Right. So I think it just depends on the person. 
And it depends on... And the, the context. Yeah, exactly. Right? And the people, yeah. right? Because you're not going to say some stuff. <laughs> okay, we know that's a loaded statement. You're not going to say some stuff to some people that you're with that you might say to other people that you're with. Right, so it depends on your audience, right? <laughs> so, I mean, I have, I have, I have the tendency to talk. So it's a good thing that um, we're not going to have sex. And so we're because dying is a turnoff for you. It just, it just seems like it's, it's so like contrived. It's so like. Well, if like you're acting. forcing it, then yeah, it's contrived. It seems, but if it's it natural, like where you're just like in the moment, and the thing that you are you express in that moment are words, you know, then yeah. that's not contrived. That's yeah. authentic to you. Right. Because if you're forcing it to be like, oh yeah, you've got a big one guy, you know, like if it's, if it's and corny, he if it's like know? totally corny, like a porno or like right. sort of like cliche, like I don't. It's a leave. Yeah. <laughs> well, I wonder if people think they have to talk like a porno. Like if that's I where think they, they do. If they think that that's where they're getting their sexual education and mm, they, that's sure. what they see. Yeah. And they think that's what they need to say. I would gather that some of us have had other sexual experiences and education other than pornos <laughs> who listen to this podcast. But, um, yeah. But for me, like, I... I do talk a lot, and I don't think it's contrived. Is it like sexual cues, or are you like, oh yeah, to the left, baby, or like? Well, sometimes, sometimes, like, oh my god, that feels so great. Yes, <coughs> I need more of that, and I know I talk a lot because that keeps me connected mm-hmm. to the partner. Fine. I mean, that's fine. I'm just saying, you know what I'm talking it's about? Just, like this sort of like, it's just like nobody's ever said, like "Who's your daddy, baby?" Like a script, you know? <laughs> or, like I can't. Yeah, I'm do my grocery <laughs> list right now, right? Yeah, yeah. or beige. Right. Let's paint the ceiling <laughs> beige. beige. No. It's just, you know what I mean. Yeah, no, there's a difference. I mean, but I think that it also comes with the more familiarity you have with your partner, right? So I would probably, I'm going to go out there on on the limb and I have absolutely no scientific (laughs) basis with this, but I would say that some probably the worst pillow talk that you've ever experienced or ever given has been on a one night stand. Oh, well, yeah, because you have no clue about how you're you're wasted. (laughs) Right. I'm just saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's face it. The best sex comes with somebody that you have a lot of chemistry with and you know each other and you know what you, you know, that you you kind of know what each other it. likes and you... Anticipating. Right. Um, so that's not to say that, you know, some of these other experiences can't be exciting as well. But, you know, it would, of course it makes sense that having knowledge about what turns the both, both you and your partner... We're partners, hey, you know, whatever. On, then, you know. Yeah. So what's interesting is, is like, when you are with a partner, sometimes the only time that you exchange what it is that you like is during the sexual act. For sure. In bed. And in bed. So how, if you are somebody that is, like, not turned on by somebody talking to you or talking, like, how do then can you elicit that information or give your partner that information if they're like, I need you to not talk while we're having sex? You know, and that's happened to me before where they're like, could you just not talk? What? 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 I didn't. I didn't mean it like that. I meant like I didn't want it to be like some staged like cornball porn talk. You know what I mean? Like, you know, whose pussy is this? I don't want any of that crap. 
But that's a whole other situation. Well, your situation, that's a whole other situation. I mean, that's just yeah. somebody who's not interested in what you want. I mean, I would say, oh, oh, so so you're good to just go do what you want to do, and then... They're saying no talking, period? Yeah. What about the oohs and ahs? Can you do that? I... <laughs> didn't at that point <laughs> yeah, you're I was like yeah. I'm done no moaning oh, yeah. go home oh, are yeah. you done yet yeah exactly then you're just that's funny I need to file <laughs> my nails <laughs> oh my god yeah but I wonder you know like when is a good time to have those conversations about what it is you like and you don't like over text because they're at work. over text <laughs> you're gonna totally give them the direction while they're at work over wine that they're thinking about you all day long yes. and then they just can't wait to get a hold of you at evening so this is, this is the art. This is different pillow talk. Oh, the art true. of sexting. Absolutely. Oh, that's a really good point. Now I've yeah. had a couple like come over on a lunch break. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, you're starting to date someone new. You may have had your first time, and you know, you're still exploring each other. And it's like, oh, I can't wait till we do it again. Exactly. And then you get to like throw the some bit. Oh, I can't. You know, I yeah. So what's a what's a tried and true sext message that you guys have used that? you know sends them over the edge like you mean like a text message or like like, 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 like no, talking a text during... message a sexting text message doesn't and it's not a picture is that like what do you <laughs> usually on my side it's it's guys are so visual and guttural uh-huh. that it's usually been things like the you know I can't wait to fill you inside of me uh-huh. you know like very I'm few getting, words but big words yeah <laughs> yeah you know I'm, I'm like wet emoji right you know, yeah like, right <laughs> the, the big wave and you know you know the tsunami it's usually those kinds of things and that's all you know it takes and it's like you know sometimes it's like I can't wait to see your package through your pants yeah right. yeah. yeah one of my favorites to use and feel free to use this listeners out there is my knees look so good by your ears oh that is good alright now you're writing that one down yeah it's like toes in the ears Toes in the ears, or, mm-hmm. or you know, my my legs flopped up on your chest. Look, just one of my yeah. favorite places to be. Right. You're saying what you mean and meaning what you say. <laughs> Nobody has ever said that I didn't. <laughs> just saying. Now. That's a good line. Yeah. And then and they like it. Oh, they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They do because what immediately you guys did you went there you went and like right. oh you had the visual in your brain right. right? That's the right. thing that yeah. you just said that they need that and there's yeah. not not a lot of fluff just like the bare tactics if you will right, right. so just this is what's gonna happen to you when you get here tonight right you're gonna slide inside it's gonna be really wet yeah be exhausted. <laughs> And I'm not going to talk about the bills or the kids or the Mm-mm. anything that needs to be done. It's just what you're going to do and mm-hmm. what I'm going to do to you. Leave your clothes at the door. And I think yeah. that, like, I mean, like, not to be even crazier, but I kind of feel like that's the fun stuff mm-hmm. that we really don't do anymore. There's a lot lost to, like, dating and, like, courtship and getting to know someone whether it's because of the apps or, mm, you know, like no one's true. going out anymore because of the pandemic or, you know, we're all our ages and like the whole bar scene's not anything anymore. But I'm going to feel like, you know, 
there's a lot of fun. And we don't really do that stuff anymore. They sort of like the romance stuff, you know, stuff right. that like sends people over the edge and you know all of that. But well, I you know, and that's that's the truth. Like I love the romance stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it it actually for me that is a great form of foreplay. Like I I do want to have a nice conversation. I want exactly. to know that I have a connection with the person I'm going to be with. Yeah, and that to me is the first place for me to get mm-hmm. aroused. Yes, you know. Well, I said before, like yeah. in the very first podcast, the brain is the most significant mm-hmm. sex organ for both sexes. So, right. there's so that. Pillow talk has its place. It right. does. Because you're stimulating that. It does. Yeah. Um, so, let's uh, let's read a couple of those. Oh, um, the, of the dirty talks? Of the, 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 okay, off of okay. that TikTok. You go first. Like, and then I'm going to... You know, um, if the you can, funniest. If you could read one that is... That had you laughing out loud and imagine yourselves being the recipient of it. I mean, for me, it was, you know, he started counting with every thrust. <laughs> it's like, you know, he's trying to get to a certain number. Like, please, hold on. Just one more. Two. You know, it's like, yeah. I got to make it past 11 and then I can have my orgasm. <laughs> right. Exactly. And it, I wonder, would you count along? I mean, I probably would end up counting along with the person because I'm such a, <laughs> I'm such a verbal person. Oh, one. Okay, two. Two, Go three. It, boy. It's like calisthenics. It. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. And, th- and then I thought it was pretty funny that you know, guide me in, soldier. <laughs> guide me. Yeah. In- oh, okay. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the wor- One of the worst though was like when he came and he shouted his mother's name. Like that's that's just all kinds of wrong. Yeah. Yeah, that's that. That's not uh, where we want to be. Um, I used to always joke that uh, the best the best name to remember when you're having sex is Babe. Oh, <laughs> right. That's a good call. Just yeah. that way, you'll never screw it up. Right. You'll never screw it up. I made the mistake one time, and this was many many years ago. Um, calling out a different name with my ex husband. Oh, oh, my God. Oh my God. I, How long had you been with your husband? Oh, we point? had been together six years at this so point. So you were clearly going down the fantasy path. I was You're clearly, like, I need to ignite this. Clear, and I was very drunk. Yes, yeah. I was. And uh, But I remember, I remembered saying it, and I remembered his not very, not very good reaction Well, you know, all. he wasn't faithful to you, so you can just be like, hey, you yeah, know. Yeah, but this was, you know, this was earlier in the marriage than when, you know, it all fell apart. Oh. It, it should have been a sign, don't you think? It should have been an indication. When, when you need to fantasize about someone else. <laughs> six six yeah. years in. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness, you need new masturbation material. <laughs> this was during sex. Oh. I called out somebody else's name. Oh. I yeah. was, well, uh, that's... Well, at least you did that. I mean, I I forgot names at a certain time because I was just wasted and I didn't remember anyone's name. That's I mean, why babe. That's why if you just right, hold on to babe. You said, you know, babe is babe is the best. So, do you think that a form of pillow talk is is bringing in that imagination? You know, think about how you know, a lot of people do need an element of fantasy to keep things fresh, and so is that part of that exploration? It could be. I know that I uh, have... Me for the fantasy? Yeah, like pillow talk, bringing that fantasy... Like Our sex talk have- equals fantasy right. kind of thing. Right. Yes, I doctor. Use that. You know. <laughs> <laughs> for example. Yes, professor. 
All right. What do I need to do to get a good grade, Professor? <laughs> One of those. Right. Sorry. I'm very motivated to get a perfect score. I'd like to raise my grade. My points. Is there any extra credit I can do? Oh my god. If, if our listeners I'm like, yeah, wash my car. If our listeners aren't familiar, but Dr. Donna Marche White is a professor <laughs> of, of cultural anthropology and sociology. And sociology. Yes. So, so we're not just making higher education sex jokes for the hell of it. <laughs> I mean, it's a major fantasy. I mean, it's a total major fantasy. You know, it's, right. it's just it's it's out there. You know, so it's the teacher student or the professor student. For sure. It's totally it's totally that. You know. Because um, it's like a dynamic. It's a it's a power dynamic. Well, it is. It is. And then there's this point where, like, you know, you see each other, like, on a regular basis for, like, four months the semester, and then it's over. And so it's very much like it's t- completely forbidden, but then you have, you know, still this sort of energies and stuff like that that are going on, but, you know, it's never worth it. <laughs> it's never worth it. It's never worth it. I'm just saying. Like, in my... I mean, it's been, like, what? Like... Almost 20 years now, it's never worth it, ever, ever. You know, so, you know. Let let them have their fantasy. And 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 still pass his damn class, because I'm not playing. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Right, of course. I don't get paid any more, any less. Based on, you know, how how much in love you are. (laughs) And how much pillow talk you're trying to throw. (laughs) Now, but... (laughs) Now... No, yeah. but seriously, I think the fantasy is fantasy is a lot. I mean, like, what else would you be thinking about? Or sort of like, how about you construct your your idea of like what is, you know, sexy, and then like what is arousing, like in the moment. Mm-hmm. So I think that it, it it of course starts with like you know, it'd be really hot if. So you know? I I would t- I used to take that one step further. Is that in the foreplay I would basically tell a story a very erotic story Whoa. you know well that makes sense like you're a novelist i know <laughs> it's like yeah it does make now it makes total sense that i wrote that book midnight playground um <laughs> but i would and then they would get it totally he was right there and ready to go and i it was like i'd just build this whole world and you know have him imagine someplace blah 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 this was all before you know our cell phones and stuff like that where it was you know where you do that maybe now on text but I was really good at it. Yeah. Um, you know. What are some core fantasies? Like go-to fantasies? Like for, across the border? For, like for us? For American culture? <laughs> Take the question however you Asking want. Asking for a friend. Yes. Right. Telling for a friend. For a friend. Right. <laughs> uh, core fantasies? Mm. Um, I don't know what America's core fantasies are, but um, I would think mine is probably um, like a hard body warm places, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, beach, uh, um, nice area, you know, not not a back alley. anymore i don't know i don't i don't really like fantasize too much anymore but you're a novelist yeah but but, but these are like regular like regular life stories you know like that my book has got regular life it's not it's not like maybe i'm confusing that fantasy has to be like fantasy island thing as opposed to well no 
it's just I think it's just like how you conceptualize like what you think that like what you think good is I found it amazing um, speaking of TikTok this lady talked about how she's Generation X and yeah. how in the scene that's in um, 16 Candles when Jake uh-huh. Ryan like so you know I, I got to the wedding and all of that yeah. and she's like how many of you grew up and like like dreamt that Jake Ryan would come find you yeah because the way, the way that all the cars moved out of the yeah. way and then he was just there in a red sports car you know yeah, and, totally. I, and I swear like I mean I'm totally a John Hughes film you know oh, yes. like person so completely there's that and also in um Pretty in Pink yeah I've always had a thing for like the one I'm not supposed to have like, Ducky, like, like you identify with Ducky? Well, I identify the, with her Molly? and yeah. wanting... It's the what was his name? Blaine or something like Blaine. that? Blaine. Andrew that, McCarthy? Yeah, yes. I guess it's kind of like that underdog story, right? It's like, it's the diamond of the rough that mm. becomes the diamond that then is saved by the king. I don't know, or the... You know what I mean? It's, it's, right. like, it's, it's that same princess story, really. Or the weirdo falls in love with a preppy guy and then he decides that he actually loves her even though she's totally right. weirdo. But, which in, is but in between, of, she becomes really yeah. cool. Right, right, right. right. Know, yeah, it is. And love wins. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I blame John Hughes for a lot of my uh, relationship dysfunction <laughs> idea- well, I mean, ideation. Because all of that, this is how we do it. That's how we yeah. build like what our fantasies are. Our context you know? for what they should be. Exactly, right? exactly. Which are pretty unrealistic expectations. Let's just say the least. Like, I mean, who, yeah. who ever went to a party like that in high school? And who oh, was I so did. I mean, well, I, was, I, mean, I, mean, I went to some crazy parties. <laughs> I went to some crazy parties, but never like to the extent of that much damage in somebody's home. Like, not that bad. Like not like that. Like in sixteen candles, yeah. like, not that bad. Not, like not that bad. But not, like but some pretty like big parties did, like that. I did. You know? Yeah. There, I there there were a few, and it was vastly different. Like if I went to a party that was my own piece of meat. friends <laughs> in high like my school. It was a different um, cultural, social playing field. I had some friends in a much richer neighborhood, and I remember going to one of their parties, Uh and it was just kind of like, these are all families that know people, Mm -hmm. you know? And the kids got away with way more. And, you know, and it was, it was bigger, more people, Mm -hmm. lots of alcohol, more. I mean, it, it, it was kind of a, crazy the difference of going to a party in a rich neighborhood versus, versus. where I grew up. Yeah. 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 So, I'm with you, Donna. I saw some stuff. I mean, it's, I, mean I saw I mean, some stuff out in California too, but never to the amount of the destruction. But you know, but now I mm-hmm. totally feel for the parents now right. of that home as opposed to when you were when there was, to- doing TP on the trees. <laughs> they had like toilet paper strung through the <laughs> they destroyed that house. Wait, yeah. They did. Uh, was it Dong I need red? Uh, no, no. Oh, my Yankee by Wanky. Everything <laughs> fell through the. <laughs> Dong and all the rest. wine pops in the. <laughs> now we're both on the pill. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. And then that's where I developed my first. Um, actually, 
I know that John Cusack was in Sixteen Candles, but oh, I really yeah, right. developed my crush on John Cusack, and hopefully he's listening. See anything? Um, no, actually, I was in Gross Point Blank. Is really? Where I, where I like, oh, that's the man. For I me. totally wanted that guy to have we'll that anything. loner walking around. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah. I mean, I, I, was I, I love that. I understand. I understand why that that's like so iconic for John Cusack and why so many yeah. people did. But for me, it was more like, yeah, he can be a, a, a hitman with suffering from existential crises anytime. I liked, Gross Point Blank. I, liked, I loved Gross Point Blank. I liked him in the in you know in the Say Anything because again we got kind of an underdog story. You exactly. Know? Exactly. He had a. A little bit more of a crazy childhood, like most of us. You know, things aren't perfect. You know, they're goofy. You're his sister awkward. was in. His sister she was in was, Sixteen Candles. She, too. Was, she was yeah. the one that yeah, exactly. Joe Kuzak oh had. She yeah. had the mouth, uh, the orthodontist. Or yeah. <laughs> she couldn't drink out of the water fountain on the no, bus. No. All the soundtracks too, from all the. Oh, I had all them those. All. I mean, it was like the stuff of like my teenage. Like era, yeah, completely, completely, totally. And for any of our clearly speaking podcast listeners that weren't born in the sixties and seventies, we highly recommend that you rent you rent a John Hughes marathon. Watch those movies so you can better understand your elders, right? And or how it is that we construct our ideas around sex and like what's attractive and romance and all of that. Right. I mean, I'm still waiting for the guy to show up on my front lawn with a boombox. Right, in right. Rain. Now, yeah. Breakfast Club is another one that oh my God, totally. was my high school. I mean, completely, you know. Totally. <laughs> yeah. I bet they're all, you know, equally challenged when it comes to pillow talk. However. Really? Do you think so? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just way to bring it back <laughs> to the topic of Anne Emily. I know, I know. And it's one of these, I just want to say, I feel like, I, I feel like I'm, a, I'm, a, I feel like I'm a total crazy person. It's not that I don't like. Pillow talk. I think I just don't like like porno style. Yeah, you don't like do fake you, pillow talk. Do you think that this this one comment here would get you when this uh, woman says, um, "I got on top," and he said, "Do your thing, girl." <laughs> <laughs> would that be the kind that of pillow totally talk? Me. That would yeah. totally annoy me. That would totally annoy me. All right, I'm done. No. That, would, that would completely annoy me. <laughs> So this person says that uh, she was done when he referred to himself in third person. Yeah. When he was having issues getting it going. So he was like, come on, Steve, get it together. <laughs> I love that he gives himself a pep talk. <laughs> you know? It's in the like, middle of it all, right? You <laughs> can do this. And then out loud, too. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Come Just on, Steve, get it, it together. Just do it, man. How about... Uh, you're taking it so well <laughs> when he was very very small. Yeah. Oh, you're taking. Wow, you're giving me. You're giving everything so I've this, got. That's, that's, what I'm that's exactly what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I can relate. Especially inauthentic pillow talk. I can relate. Like in the younger years of my life, I can relate to a, a particular partner of mine that I was with for a long time. The It'll all be over soon. Mm. Like if that's your you've talked about him pitch, before, you know, yeah. like oh, you know, just go along for it. it'll be over soon. Like this is a problem. You're right. That's such a problem. <laughs> right. like, is, it, is it that awful? It's like it's like you're having a tooth pulled or something. It'll be over <laughs> exactly. soon. Exactly. Like, Where's my Novocaine? <laughs> That's yes. no way to. That's no way to. It's no way to engage. Yeah. But how do we learn? How do we learn what? Good sex is 
and what communication, like how do we learn how to do all of that? I think, again, back to some of our earlier conversations with you, Donna, it's one, trying to, like we need to remove the layers of shame around sex Uh so that people can talk more freely and comfortably about it. it. It doesn't have to be this hidden um, you know, Secret. private thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I get the intimacy and privacy of a relationship being precious, but sex itself and learning about different, you know, different ways to enjoy sex and enjoy partners um, is is something that should be discussed. And I think with women, we do share way more with each other about techniques what we, for what, sure. you know like i remember when i was a college student and i was studying abroad and when my my uh one of the girls that lived next door to me in the dorm room talked about the taint spot oh yeah I had never heard about that. I had never heard, I was 20, about what, oh, what you can do with that area. And she just like laid it out, uh, everything. And so uh, for our listeners that don't know the taint spot, it's between, uh, in a, on a man anyway, it's between where the balls are and then that, the anus. And there's that little bit of strip. Oh, strip and, and there's usually, <laughs> there's usually like a, like a, like a ridge almost you know and that's where it's it's tight yeah Mm -hmm. and and she was explaining how you can just take your hand or your tongue and you just play with that space it will drive them nuts and i listened to her with these big eyes i was like taking notes and yes i tried it the next time and she was absolutely Mm -hmm. right and that is now in my toolbox yeah it's interesting because you know younger you you hear about locker room talk with guys you know but I, 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 you know, I'm sure they're like, oh, yeah, bagged her, that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. But, you know, the difference between our locker room talk and their locker, locker room talk is that we are talking about details. And, and in that way, we're helping our community, you know. <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of wish that the guys were a little bit more yes. like, oh, my God, I tried to sing. It's over crazy. Like, yeah. get beyond the surface, guys. Or get beyond, like, what's presented on the horns, yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's you know, because that's all edited. They don't see like when there's things like a fart or a queef or you know, <laughs> right. when yeah. someone prematurely ejaculates or they can't get it up. Like you don't see that stuff in a porn, no. you know. And so when you start to like construct your idea of sexuality based on these images and like media, that's not realistic, right. you know. And also, I mean, no one like comes that long. Yeah, those porns <laughs> are made for that. You know what I mean? Like it's like. No, like normal person is all <laughs> for five minutes. You Fire know? Hose. <laughs> Don't you think that they need some sort of like warning? Like this does not represent. Objects in the mirror are yeah. closer than they appear. Exactly. Right. Something like, like that. Absolutely. I mean, it's just crazy. It's never like professional that. driver right. on closed course. It's never like that. Right. You know. You know, it's never like that. So, and I, and, I, and I agree with you that this, this communication, so this pillow talk, this communication is very, very, very important. I think that, um, as I said before, like, I think it's just different for, like, your one-night stand versus your your relationship or your, your <laughs> even if it's like a sexual, like a casual sex relationship, you, yeah. you have a, you have an agreement. I think it's just a different thing. Mm. Yeah, well, a one-night stand pillow talk is... Uh, you gotta go. <laughs> Time's up. It's time yeah. for you to leave. Or 
I'm going now. Thanks, uh, babe. (laughs) There was one comment on the on the thread that was like, (laughs) "Whoop!" Exactly, 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 exactly. Well, that's over. Exactly. (laughs) What are you doing for uh, the rest of the day? So I don't know. I mean, it's it's. Another co- commenter said that uh, this is from Jesse Sings and stuff. State <laughs> commented that the partner that she was with um, stated how close he was to coming in percentages. <laughs> oh, I'm fifteen percent there. Oh, oh my god! Oh my god! I'm thirty-three and a third percent there. <laughs> Oh my god! I just imagine like this meter. I could, this I meter could totally see her like like with a marker, you know, like doing a little yeah. It's, a, it's like it's like the 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 bars of Wi-Fi, you know. It, oh. oh, I know. I can, it's like a little. It's a it's a penis on a poster that she's filling the little marker. Terrible. And then this one had me laughing out loud. He called me. A human fleshlight. <laughs> oh my god! So what, what, does does what does that mean? What does it mean? A fleshlight is a sex toy. Is it? Yes. Oh, oh will they, will they have? Oh, will they no. have it's sex with that? Tool. Exactly. 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 Oh my god! Which oh my is designed. God, which Let's is designed to. <laughs> Feel like a woman, right? So you're like, well, he's like, oh my he's god, you're like, like a flesh. Flesh. you're like a real, like a real, real flesh. Right. Oh man, that's that's like a doll, that's a contento, like but a real you know doll, you know what's like awesome? a sex doll, like a real is, is that she wrote about it, right? So it's yeah. like that is a that's a story that I will always tell, and I have no problem talking about it on TikTok. <laughs> Yeah. And then she has he has no other point of reference then. So like oh, if, gosh, if he's like yeah. you feel like a human fleshlight. That means that he has had no other right. like experience inside of someone like that. Wow. Except for the fleshlight. Right? Yeah. Mm. I know what he I couldn't was, say this is great. He couldn't say this <laughs> is the first I mean? time. I mean, he couldn't say, Oh, I love this. You know, oh, you feel uh, amazing. He couldn't say that. He's like, You're like a sex toy. <laughs> You're like a human. <laughs> Sex toy. Well, <laughs> <It's> yeah, <laughs> it's like you're real and everything. And I inhale and exhale. I breathe. Oh no! Yeah. Oh. Not, and then how do you feel? Like you feel awful. Like when those things come out, you're just like, like you said, you're like, goodbye, thank you. It's been real. Bus, bus you just on feel the awful. At least I felt awful. And I think that maybe that's like part of the reason why. I don't want to feel that way anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of the reason why I just don't... Like, I don't want to be on a dating app, and I don't want to, you know, go out and meet someone. You know, I don't... I'm just... I don't want to feel that way anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And well... You know, you know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. and if you've had... If you've had experiences in the past that have not been positive pillow talk, or, you know, have made you feel a certain way, then you're going to be... You're going to be anti that anyway, you know? And, um... Yeah, or if you're not in relationships that can that you can comfortably communicate about mm. what it is that you like, and you know, some of my favorite moments of pillow talk, even in the moment of action. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I know this doesn't sound sexy, but it shows you the level of connection. Some of my favorite moments, are the ones where like I don't know something peripheral happened, and then you're just laughing and you're having fun, and then you just kind of you get right back where yeah. you were, you know, and it's just. 
you know, sometimes it is just, you know, oh, we're just humans and funny things happen. And right. there you know you've got something real when those moments when can enter. Fun. And then yet you're, you're, you're still aroused and gather together and loving well, I also do believe, though, that the post-orgasmic pillow talk mm. is, to me, a tell, For right? Sure. If they're if if the partner person you're with, when they stand or not, or even yourself, right? If you are okay and comfortable with that conversation that can take place post-orgasms, you know, mm-hmm. um, love that. I love that touch. Yeah. Right. That like everybody has, everybody's gotten theirs um, multiple times if need right. be. But like that ability to sit there or lay there or, uh, you know, just, I find it be such a more intimate than even the, the act of sex itself mm. because we've, we've had our orgasms, right? So that sexual tension and energy mm-hmm. has, has been emanated Mostly, out to the, into the universe, yes. right? It's yes. been sent out in the universe, but now we're both naked and we're laying there holding each other and talking, right? Yeah. right? And like and giggling and giggling yes. and laughing or just even that little stroke and caress or, mm-hmm. you know, that sort of like the, t- there's a bit of a tenderness to yeah, it. Yeah. The appreciation of one another. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like if they get up and leave too quickly or they fall asleep too quickly, it's like, or even if you find yeah. yourself, like if you're, you're having sex with somebody and then you're like, Oh, I got it. I got time to get, I got to go. You, you should know right then in your mind that this isn't somebody that you, are going to be with long term. It might have been what you needed for that evening or that, you know, to get that orgasm or whatever. But um, I think the ability to be comfortable in that post orgasmic mm-hmm. state probably comes with experience. You know, I can't say that I necessarily was always comfortable with that when I was in my 20s. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah. I think it's always a little bit awkward. I mean, you're really young. You're like, you're sneaking it in. So you're kind of like, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And where's like, home yet? Yeah. Right? <laughs> Did my roommate back? Sneaking it in. Always sneaking it in. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, you know, as we get older, we get better about selecting our partners, hopefully. And, well, you, know. you know, and, uh, yeah, I, I, I agree. I think it, for me, it becomes a more important part of, you know, the, the connection. Of the experience. Yeah. That's the experience. The right, the right yeah. yeah. I'm thinking that maybe I shouldn't talk to people that I'm having a one night stand. <laughs> like, maybe, like, no words. Oh, um, that way they don't disrupt your fantasy. And or like, there's no kind of like you know false or like build up. Like I mean, I'll see you next week. There's not like oh, yeah. just do no it and get out. You know yeah. what I mean? Like as long as you're all in agreement that that's what or you're doing. I, right? I don't want bad. I don't want bad pillow talk. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't want like obligatory pillow talk. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you don't. So if you're not up for it, you don't. It's like you don't have to talk to me. You can go. Right. right? Exactly. So but if it comes a, naturally, then that's beautiful and that's great. But I'm just saying, like maybe like the the key is like not to talk at all. But then again, that's about sharing that expectation, mm-hmm. right? It's like you can kind of have that agreement that you talked about. I know that takes some of the, maybe the spontaneity and sexiness away on the, the forefront. Fire. Right, but, right. You know, how, do you, how do you manage that? 
how do you manage that? If you're like, we're in a spontaneous moment, I don't want to like kill it, but you're also like, I'm kind of just good with it, just mean about this. Mm-hmm. How do you manage that? Well, I f- think that we have to manage it differently than we would have 20 something years ago. I think that the times are allowing us to actually make it consent like everybody's on board what this is all about Mm -hmm. you know i'm consenting you're consenting to do this one night together and our expectations are are no more no less because of the vocabulary and Mm. the way that that society has um you know even like the me too you know like Mm. it is it has definitely enabled us to be more forthright as opposed to 20 communicative 20 30 years ago when you're like oh i'm gonna well i you know if i have sex with him tonight everything um maybe he'll come back or or you know there was there was more there was more um uh, what's the word? It's vagueness, more uh, like fog. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it wasn't as clear of what was happening. Exactly. And then you're like, I can't believe he just wanted to have sex that one time. And then, you know, now you're older, you're like, yeah, of course he only wanted to have sex that one time. What were you thinking? Why did you Why did you think he wanted anything more? Or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully the younger generation is, is being more communicative. Right, getting their consent, getting their like, what is I think the they expectations? Are. It seems like they're also well, they, more relaxed like about apps. We didn't have apps. Well, that and I mean, and it's everywhere. So it's, it's like the, there's the apps, but there's also like just the whole social media itself. Like, I mean, yeah. there's the proper dating apps themselves. But there's also um, the Facebook, the Twitter, which I'm not even on, so I can't even like I'm, I can't even add that to my social media life. Um, well, then there's Snapchat and TikTok, TikTok and, and then Tumblr and, uh, like... What's the other one? It's the Grinders and... Well, Hinge those are the actual and, dating uh, ones. There's uh, Twitch is another one. Twitch is like a live streaming You know what I mean? So thing, there's yeah. all of this stuff, you know, and I just kind of feel like there has to be new roles nowadays. I mean, we're talking like, you know, dating 30 years ago versus nowadays... Yeah, there has to be new rules. Okay, there has to be. What's curious, though, is we're talking about dating, what it was like dating 30 years ago. Mm. And now we're dating... 30 years later. 30 years later. <laughs> and we're still dating sometimes the same people that we dated 30 years ago, but now we have all this technology. Has it helped us? I don't know. I, I'm not sure I can do it, though. I mean, I'm not... I mean, I'm not... I mean, like I said, I, you know, I joined this, this group and stuff, and like... It's it's so much work. Tell me, so well mention the group because we were talking that oh about right. that pre so so it's a it, so it's called intentional dating club so it's a dating group for divorce over forty and it's more of like a sort of like a friendship support group if you will for getting back out there and trying to do it again. Many of the people are our age and like did not grow up with. The tender and the grinder and the you know match and the right. plenty of fish and, and exactly yeah. you know so they're trying this out okay, you know like for the first time so the club itself is a space for us to sort of like you know get together virtually of course and then um, just kind of like you know have a place to talk like you know when is it too soon to have someone pick you up that you meet on a dating app like mm. like that like that kind of yeah, thing good right question. so. 
how do you be safe? And then, like, you know, how do you do a dating profile that is safe yet alluring? Yeah. Because you, know, you want to have, like, some kind of, you know... Well, and, you know, and then I think one of the challenges that maybe our generation has, because we, we didn't start dating when that technology existed, mm-hmm. is skepticism. You know, I, I feel that what is out there is a... It's the best of my personality. It's not necessarily the reality of their or personality. Or all of who you are. Right. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, I, I have to say that I, I, I'm concerned about the reality of mm-hmm. the representation of these people. Yeah. Exactly. Not to mention the full-blown scammers, right? So right. it's like, oh, yes. like, so the, the ladies in the club are like, half of the people they talk to are scammers. Oh. And then the other half are like people who okay. are not like ready to really be dating because like daniel the kind of leader of the whole group he's like you have to be like done with your divorce and like done 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 emotionally with it and you know physically like be moved out and like he doesn't like really speak about dating anybody who's just separated like he's like you need to understand that these relationships can get back together and then there you are and he said to himself, he, he even dated himself too soon after his divorce. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they you always know. say that you should give yourself one year for exactly. every five years you were married before wow. you go into a serious that relationship. That makes sense, though. I mean, I've taken a long time, but I mean, my yeah. mar- I didn't have kids in a house. No, you know, yeah, maybe yeah. with my marriage, but I can imagine that you would. Def- I can see that definitely. So, like, if a, if a woman is divorcing now and she's been married twenty eight years, mm-hmm. almost thirty years, she needs to give herself five years to get over that and to just oh, sort of reconstruct before, herself before and, yeah, yeah before she can i mean she should probably have a relationship in but between what if this is a woman that's in her 60s and doesn't want to wait well for i mean she may years. she may get into a relationship and then it doesn't last long and they break up because there's healing i mean i know mm. that i've been divorced 18 years i'm still healing from things stuff that comes up like wow wow like an ebb and flow but don't you think as people we always we are always actively healing from trauma. Yeah, you know. I think it's healthy to be healing, but you 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 can't like love someone else until you love yourself like wholly. I think for me, for Donna, and like you have to like totally make peace with yourself, and that is taking me the longest time to forgive myself for like making a mistake of my marriage. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like. It's taken well, a long time. And now I, I think I'm ready, but I'm not ready for, like, heinosity and, like, BS. I would have to say right now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to correct you. Okay. <laughs> you, need, you need to not look at it as was a mis- that I made a mistake of my marriage. Okay. It was something that it, it's part of who you are. It's part of the, the worldview that you have. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't a mistake. You know, per se, per se. Mm -hmm. You know, it wasn't a fail. You did not fail because you chose right left instead of right. It was mistakes come from living and trying. Right. So, so so you 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 were married. You you got divorced. Mm -hmm. It didn't work out. And you're wiser for for it. Absolutely. You know. Um, So I don't want you to beat yourself up. Mm -hmm. And that's what I was. I'm not. You know. No, I appreciate that's it. Where I hear you that's where and I'm I going. agree. I appreciate you. I hear you, and I agree. I agree. Yeah. So and just shift, shift that language a little bit. Right, and I understand, and I and I and yeah. I agree with you. But like, I just you know, for myself, I I just have to like work on forgiving myself for like 
you have you haven't you have, it's like you have, that. You, you have a, yeah. I'm better now but I wasn't so great a couple yeah. of years ago yeah yeah and you have you have this I, I, idea of who who you should have been or should be or I should have known better I should exactly. have seen this exactly what should it seen is. that and then you're mad at yourself and then you have to uh, sometimes you have to just go fuck I'm it happened I I, I, I got married but I was but I got out Right. Right, you know? I totally dodged a bullet completely. Yeah. You <laughs> learned a lot. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, it's been, it's just, it's just interesting, you know, mm. when we, as women around that 50 uh, no, year we're old spot. Power. Words have power. <laughs> and you do, you do have to watch how you say, you know. Yeah, how you feel. Exactly, exactly. And I mean, I'm great now. I mean, I'm great. I'm just sort of like, I'm afraid to jump off the cliff because I don't want to be disappointed. And dating over 50 is a whole other, it's not like in our 40s. It's not like. I'm afraid to jump off the cliff. I just kind of like, I I, I have so much like, I don't know, like disgust. (laughs) What about not having expectation around it? What about just going, you know, I'm open to meeting interesting people. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not dating. Maybe it's making some new friends and starting there. Well, that's kind of where that's where we are. Like in the group, it's kind of like the motto of the group. It's like it's not that we're like a dating group. It's just that we have like a lot of like camaraderie because it's like mostly women and then other like divorced. There's maybe like a few divorced men, but it's it's nice because it's like a place for us all to. Yeah. Like talk about this stuff yeah. and yeah. you know all of that. But like I'm just not about those apps there. Like everyone in the group's all about the apps no, and the no, group is yeah. all apps. Yeah. And I'm like no. Yeah. I'm an organic kind of person. Like I went to a concert on Friday night and I'm thinking like this could be a great place to meet people at a concert yeah. because yeah. you have like the music passion mm-hmm. in common, you know. But everyone was like married, and, like <laughs> super old at the concert, so I don't think that would. But I think that depends on the concert. <laughs> that's what happens when you when you go see Lawrence Welk live. You know, <laughs> I mean, that should have been the clue for you. It was alright. I, mean, I had a great time at the concert. I had a great time, you know. But I'm just saying, like, I didn't think about like so organic spaces to meet people. To interact with people and yeah, because the dance clubs aren't working for us anymore. Well, no, right. and I mean, here in St. Louis, there aren't any really. There you know. are, but it hasn't worked since our well, young. I mean, thirty. Right. When I moved to St. Louis ten years ago, or nearly ten years ago, I remember going to dance clubs, and I was, you know. A divorcee at this point. <laughs> I'm like, I'm still in my 30s. And you're like, open to anything that comes I along. But I felt old. I was going to these dance clubs. I gotta tell you, these girls, they were yeah. young. Where were you going here? Here I mean, in Tampa. Wash Abbey probably went. I mean, that Central West End, yeah. you know. And it was just kind of like, oh, it wasn't my scene. It's not my the scene. scene. You know, mm-hmm. I was. Everybody was just like they were dressed as tightly as they could be dressed, and like body con and yeah, like it's so like you, like you, like you were like breaking a law by even looking at them. Like, <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> but there's no, there's no culture here for like, no. like our age set that are single. Yeah, to there's go. no, there's no place to go. Right. I mean. <laughs> Just, so no, this podcast has turned into a complaining uh, episode on St. Louis's no, lack no, no, of no, locations for fifty-year-olds. Well, let's talk. But I'm just saying, we can't even have any. Well, that comes after you meet the people. 
people. We gotta yeah. find you guys. <laughs> we gotta figure out how to have people talk. Book clubs aren't gonna do it. Um. Yeah. yeah, there's not even like a proper like. I mean, like jazz club kind of scene um, here. Well, there's. I mean, there there is the um, St. Louis jazz. Is it the cool. bistro? The bistro, like that, is a cool place. And since they and we'll renovated, go with you. we will so go. And since they renovated, they have two sides. You've got the place where you can, you know, buy the table and see the concert, and they have the bar which they stream the concert in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I'd be down for that. So one of the things I'm thinking of as you're talking about this is, you know, people where we're at. It's part of it is. You want to meet people who have like interests. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah, it's not going to be the nightclub experience right now. But, you know, thinking about it, the world is starting to open up a little again. Mm-hmm. You know, we have, you know, me, I'm really into art. You know, mm-hmm. I love art openings. Mm-hmm. It, they always have a little bit of a, a wine bar. There's good music. Mm-hmm. It's an intimate crowd, so you can kind of meet people. There's always enough people I know there that I can circle around. You know, it's finding the things that feel right to your mm-hmm. interest and finding those events that are social around them to then engage. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's, again, just being authentic, intentional, and getting out. Th- mm-hmm. It's getting out there. And I understand in this, like, After two years of not getting mode, out there. It's tough to figure it out. Yeah, but, it's hard to figure it out, but it's it, you have to make an effort at it. You do, you know, is what you know. Daniel says in the club, he's like, you have to. It's it's a job, literally. Yeah. If you want to get out and meet people and actively engage socially, like you have to work at it. You know? And we do. You know, I think some of our behaviors shifted over I, the last few years. I mm-hmm. think what happened is that everything socially that we took for granted prior to the pandemic got taken away mm-hmm. when we were sent home right. and we had to stay home and then we got like we got used to that up. isolation and so then when things go back up you're like well, I don't what know do I do? if I'm going right. to go like the, the, the places you naturally went before may not be there or well, our values shifted and our it, values yeah, shifted it's, it's hard I mean I don't you know it's, you're, you're going to go and get dressed up and then find a parking space or pay for parking and then like you're all like fuck that exactly you know what I mean you, you go and you go and do something you're like excuse me I just stayed at home and like totally Netflix and chilled alone <laughs> with the cats I know had better wines I mean less money. you know play with a toy you know have a moment I could have been a human fleshlight all the way out authentic orgasm you know? come on <laughs> I would have known exactly what I wanted and what I was thinking, and that nobody would have. When to talk, when not to talk. When not, yeah, nobody would have admit, bitched about anything that I would have said. Put on some moisturizer. Those are those nights you can totally put your socks on and get your heels together and like moisturize your mask. Those are those nights. Well, this is what I would love is maybe like dating over 50 could occur between like 11.30 and 6.30 p.m. Because <laughs> I, know. I really need my sleep. I know. I, know. I really do. And the whole like, oh, we're going to go out at 10.30? That's, um. that's hard. That's hard. And it's embarrassing to say that because, you know, People 10 years ago. People are asking you to go out at 10.30? No, no, no. Oh, okay. There's nowhere to go anymore at 10.30. Right, but, yeah, but still. If you could. But like the whole like, hey, it doesn't start till, oh, you know, 10 years ago. Right. I'd been like, yeah, fine, cool. I'm, I'm down with that. I, I never go out before. Right, right. Now it's like, oh, Oh, is that that 
that's going to mean I don't get eight hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I need my sleep. Mm-hmm. You know? You mean you have to leave the house? Like, I mean, it's, it's, a major, it's a major task. Wait, I was like, leave the this, house. This wasn't you know? my shower day. I wasn't going to wash my hair today. <laughs> I, actually, today is a home day. It's yeah. a lot. It's a lot. I hope that we, as a society, I hope that we find our, like, like balance. Again. Because it's, you know, yeah. I, I don't want to be... I mean, though, I love the quarantine. If you guys remember the country breakfast. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I love the quarantine. But, like, I hope that we can, like, find the happy... Balance. Like, a, a balance. So we need to be aware and be, you know, counting every moment. But also, like, just kind of let go of the past a little bit. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, so we- widen up a little bit. But... So yeah. if we bring all that back to pillow talk. Yeah. Like how can we as a society get back to pillow talk? Get back to pillow talk. <laughs> but it's not necessarily counting every moment out loud. But and it's, I do and it's, <laughs> and it's not calling your mother's name out after right. your We're orgasm. Going to third person. Yeah. Or or right. get it together, like, James. Get it together. You know. But it's engaging. It's really. It's I mean, I really, feel I feel intentional. I mean, yeah. you guys, there's a sense of intentionality. I think. Yeah. yeah. Like now that we're all back out again, I think. I hope that we're out, but I'm a little nervous with, you know, the lockdowns. Well, yeah. Know. And I would be curious, and if maybe you, you would ask this of Daniel, who runs your organ, their little group, group, or any other. And I, actually, I'm curious, any any men out there, you know, we've, we've been com- conversating. You know, conversing. Conversing. <laughs> conversing. Conversating. We've been conversating tonight about our perspective, right? As 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 women, right? Dating. Yeah. I would love. It to, would be nice. I would. Yeah. I would love to know the challenges and concerns they have, right? Um. Yes. Thank you for. Thank you for finishing all of those so sentences. So and so on, 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 on the male side. <laughs> male side. Yeah. Dating over 40 or divorce over yeah, whatever. You know, exactly. Like, like, do they feel the same way that we feel? Like, oh, my God, why do I want to get dressed up and go out? I could just sit home and Netflix and chill. Right. So you got two Netflix and chillins in the it's, same neighborhood. Exactly. How do you get them together? together? And I don't think it's on the next door app complaining about the gunshots. Oh, no. no. The next door is this. That damn next door is just... <laughs> Maybe there is a Netflix Netflix dating app that Netflix? needs to come out. I mean, seriously, we're just we, yeah, we're all in our favorite. I think we list. just came up with a million dollar, multi million dollar. Because here it is. Like I mean, wouldn't you want someone who loves yeah. all the same yeah. films that you, you love? Matched all your profiles together. <laughs> right. So all You're the films, in your area, all of you, like you that crazy be. documentary. You love to read foreign films too. You need to be hooked up with <laughs> that. That's that's you know that's, totally that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Every That's time it. I'm like, oh, oh my god, Michelle, this is Swedish. You need to watch this. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh my god. I know, I yeah. know. And we'll have an episode of the podcast soon about everything we've been watching and all the fun shows mm-hmm. that are out there and in our own takes on on uh, what you guys should be watching. But guys, we are rapidly. We came. We we've been we, hungry for this episode. We've been hungry. For I know. This episode. I, 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 like like I want to just sort of. I want to just sort of. Like is, is there is there something like, you want to say just to wrap it up say, here? Like, you know, like like the just, communication for the pillow talk is both verbal and nonverbal, uh-huh. and I think it's important that it's authentic and like intentional, like no matter what, whether it's verbal or nonverbal. You know, is what I'm saying. So maybe, like, within in any relationship, it's authenticity. I think. I think, I think that's what my you're thing. Saying. I think what that's why saying. I'm like, you know, 
I don't need to hear all that porn talk. Who's your daddy? And yeah. you know, whose pussy oh, is this? You're taking it. So, you're taking it so good. You're taking it so good, girl. Yeah. And as there's also some creating some boundaries. I'm 33 and third one third percent there. I'm almost. I just got to do a little bit more. I mean, who says that? Like, well, apparently there are people live? that do. And, and I guess other lovers have said that's great or that's hot, and so they if they reinforce this behavior and then you know right. Yeah, Emily, do you have anything to wrap up and say? Well, I mean, I, I'm I'm in complete agreement. I feel there's communication that needs to come into play. It's learning how to read your partner and not being shy about it. I mean, I think with sex, it's it's harder for women. We we've, we've been we're great about talking about what we like and don't like among our friends, mm-hmm. but it's it's much more intimidating amongst our guys who aren't as versed in it. You know, they quickly get offended. They quickly, you know... Shut down. Shut, exactly. exactly. Or perform, like, fake. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, and so... You know, I think that if I don't know how to navigate that side of the conversation, but I think you're never going to go wrong by over communicating in the end. If the guy shuts down because you're communicating, he's not your guy. That's the truth. And I believe someone said to you to not talk. You talk a lot. I don't mm-hmm. really, why are you talking so much? And then he's like, well, I'm just going to keep talking now because you've challenged me and uh, I'm just going to keep talking. But I, I did think a lot about it the next day. I was like, I, the reason I talk so much is because it's a, it's a way to maintain that c- contact. Because in my experience, when I've been with a partner who, who like, it's see, not telling ceases you. being verbal... And, and ceases trying to connect at a at that level, I then just feel like a human fleshlight. Mm-hmm. I just feel like it doesn't matter who. I could be anybody that you're fucking right now. Absolutely. And so, we oh, Emily wants to do the wine part. Yeah, we forgot the wine part. Now we they're all gone. So and we absolutely. Did two bottles tonight. Um, yes, we one did. was from Michelle's collection. That was a gift bottle. It was Phantom. And then we have another bottle that I picked up at our good friends from the merch wine merchant. Um, a, a, a Chilean bottle, um, a, a Mico Perro, a Common Air. And uh, we'll, why don't we, we'll start with the first bottle because we opened that one first. Yeah, so Phantom, it is a proprietary red blend yes. from the Bogle family in California. Uh, it was a 2018, wow, 2018 right? blend. And Donna nailed it. It just needed a little bit of air when yeah. we opened mm-hmm. it right up. It was so tasty. Um, yeah, it has got wild berries and black pepper. It's got, like, baking spices. It's medium to full body. Medium to full body. A great bottle. Kind of, like, mm-hmm. kind of like It's very versatile. Ghostly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I thought it was, like, really nice. Um dark fruit i i liked there was some tobacco yeah, on yeah, it yeah. Uh, which i thought was really intriguing the oak came out right away it but can, it mellowed out as we drank mm-hmm. it um and it continues the more mm-hmm. i mean i i had the last of it in my glass mm-hmm. and this sip is way better than the first yeah sip. yeah so, me, wonderful so this bottle is something that would be interesting to taste in a couple of years even right because so we need to get another couple bottles and put it. it away yeah this amigo perro uh is is from 
as I mentioned, Chili. It's a 2020, so it's a new bottle. Mm-hmm. It is a James Suckling, Suckling 91 pointer, which, wow. you know, I, I love his ratings. I, I, I trust him. <laughs> more than any other wine, you know. More expert. than me, like it. Emily. Like more it. than more than me. <laughs> I can't believe she trusts him more than me. Well, well you, I didn't know the panty rating on this yet, so panties. there was that. But I, I think this is delicious. Um, I, I like this too. It's got a little funk on it. I haven't those. tasted it yet. We'll, we'll mm-hmm. make sure you do that next. Okay. It is. A, it's got a little funk on the nose, but on the palate, it really mellows out. There's again a really rich, velvety fruit. There's violet that comes into play on this one. Some herbs, I've got like some like palette. some raspberry and some raisin mm. Mm. is what I've got. But I mean, that's just nose or taste. In the taste, yeah. Now my nose is very social. It's very. Um, <laughs> Like, it's very versatile, the wine. I have a very social nose. The rest of my body is quite quite introverted, but my nose is so social. It's out there. It's out there. Nose is ready for the dating. House. My nose right, 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 has right. got four or when five I, profiles, else, but the rest else. of me yeah. in the house, no, Netflix yeah. and chilling. No, it's very, very, very social, the wine. Oh, it is. It's very versatile. And all yeah. kinds of interesting things going on. It's it can a go in the lot. It's very social. Yeah. The nose. I'm just a. The nose, nose. No, no. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we'll we'll all grab some pictures of both and we'll share. Yeah, fabulous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We would totally love to hear from you guys. If you want to email us at clitorally speaking podcast at gmail.com and tell us any of your crazy pillow talk stories. Yeah. Are you a talker? Are you are you team Michelle or are you team Donna that doesn't talk? <laughs> or are you team Emily that really just it wants the whole like balance with it yeah, all? Yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, send us messages. It's all cool. Follow us on Instagram. And, and thank you guys for listening to us and always being there and uh, being the best uh, fans of Clearly Speaking, the podcast there we could ever ask for. We really, really do appreciate you. Until our next episode, continue to take care of yourself. Continue to love yourself. But most of all, just just enjoy life. Love Cheers. yourself. Cheers. <laughs>